Welcome to the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. We don't shy away and keep secrets here. We empower you with education, telling you the truth about all things aesthetic medicine while encouraging you to be the best version of yourself. It's time to look great and feel good doing it. This is your host, mom, speaker, and board-certified physician, Dr. Judith Forger. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. Today, it is my ultimate pleasure to welcome none other than Christina Flack. Christina is a world-renowned celebrity makeup artist. She has experience working with some of Hollywood's biggest names and has been featured in Vogue, People, Time, and Elle magazine. She's done campaigns for names like Gucci and Louis Vuitton. She is further the creator and CEO of her makeup brand, Pretty Girl Makeup, and the host of the I Am Too Busy podcast and TV show, as well as the I Am Too Busy skincare line. She is a beauty expert for California TV. Please join me in welcoming Christina Flack as we talk all things makeup, self-image, and how to be your most beautiful self. Well, Christina, thank you so much for being here. What a treat to have you on the Aesthetic Doctor podcast. So you are just- Thank you for having me. You're obviously- (laughs) So nice to meet you. Yes, you're obviously an incredible, incredible person. And I know, you know, a lot of my listeners, I'm sure as most of us are completely enamored, we follow celebrities, we follow their looks, we follow everything. So just kind of give us a little behind the scenes, who was one of your favorite celebrities that you've ever worked with? And why were they your favorite? Well, I have, you know, it's kind of like my kids, I have five kids, and they're all my favorite for different reasons. But it's the same with my celebrities. They're all special to me. My longest client I have is Tyler Florence. He's a celebrity chef on the Food Network. I adore him. He's like my brother, best friend. He's amazing. We laugh all the time. We've been together working together 17 years almost. So that's a special. But I've worked with Rita Moreno, Hillary Swank, Isaiah Washington, Condoleezza Rice. I've worked with so many amazing people. Bobby Flay, Sammy Hagar, Lars Ulrich. I'm very blessed to work with all these extraordinary people. Yeah. And I mean, you have a career that has really spanned everything and what an opportunity to just, like you said, meet with amazing people. I'm sure you did your favorite, a fair amount of travel in there and went to some really, really big events. Just give us one of your like highlights of your career in terms of the best memories then. Oh my gosh. There's so many. I can't even, okay, let me think. Well, working with Isaiah Washington for a TV show called Kitchen Talk was really special. You know, getting to work with Condoleezza Rice for Time Magazine, doing uh, Rita Moreno's hair and makeup for People Magazine last year was very special. Well, you know, going, I went to Warriors game with my son and then Tyler ended up being interviewed on the, the NBA. And so I got to take my son, who's like a basketball freak backstage to meet all, you know, Shaq and all these guys. So those are fun things. I took my daughters to Gilmore Girls set when uh, we went, they were using some of my products. There's so many, I don't know, every, I just feel so blessed to be able to be on these sets with all these amazing people. Last week I was at the APEC convention conference in San Francisco. President Biden was there and I was working with Fox. Tyler did a a Williams-Sonoma two-day commercial 
for video for some new pots and pans that he's doing. Everything's different, but so much fun. Like I just love it. And then it's fun on days that I'm not working as a makeup artist. I am working as a CEO on my company, uh, Pretty Girl Makeup. And my new company, I'm Too Busy Skincare and Makeup. And then my new TV show that's coming out called I'm Too Busy. And then I also do segments for California Live on NBC. So my TV husband partner, Berlin Fisher, and I did a segment yesterday that came out on hydration and spa water and a beauty tonic that I make with lemon and ginger and cinnamon and cayenne pepper and uh, hot water and honey. So all these, I love to talk about beauty from the inside out to look like the best version of you. I feel that people look the best on the outside when they feel the best on the inside. So a lot of my job is treating, you know, when I'm working with my clients for TV or a print is just making sure that they're in a good mood and happy. I did a commercial a few months ago with Cameron Brink. She is a Stanford basketball player, six foot four, beautiful blonde woman. And I adore her. I'm, I think I adopted her. I love her so much, but it's just so much fun. It's like being at camp every day with these clients, you're with them for an entire day. So you really get to know them really, really well. So that's fun. And so I like, we talk about, my clients are always like, okay, what is best for my skin? What is the best thing I can eat or drink? And so I end up inevitably speaking about hydration. Water is important. Grab a bottle of water on your way to the car. Every time you get in the car, grab a bottle of water. And if we do that, you're going to be hydrated. People constantly like, oh, I forget about it, or I don't like drinking it. Well, if you just get in the habit of doing it, when you get into the car every day, you get into the car four or five times, who knows how many times, you know, people get in the car to do errands and pick up their kids. You're going to be drinking a good amount of water. So we did a segment on California live on spa water and just putting in fruits, some basil, some mint, ginger, a lemon, and just have like mason jars that we all have like sitting around the house filled up with these spa water and you just grab and go. And then you're, you're hydrated. Well, there you go. Bonus tip number one. And I absolutely love what you say about, you know, that people are the most beautiful when they feel the most beautiful, because of course I do both aesthetic medicine and coaching and speaking. And I think that is really the theme of the podcast is this whole idea. And I'm sure like, I love that you're saying that you're with people like continuously because it's, I assume the relationship is a little like everybody sits down in the hairdresser chair and it's like magic, everything. It's like therapy along yes. with like whatever service. So how amazing thinking about makeup. I think it's sort of so interesting because like makeup can be used to completely enhance your beautiful features. Yeah. Makeup so many times is used as a cover-up for some of the things we don't love. How do you feel about that sort of dichotomy with using makeup to enhance versus makeup to hide? So I want people to look like the best versions of themselves always. And it's very interesting. We did a segment once on a beauty challenge because I feel so many people will come to me. They want me to do their makeup but then they want me to do it exactly the way they do it every day because that's what they're comfortable looking like. So it was really surprising to me that I have all these people that are paying me a ton of money to see my version of how they do their makeup, but then they're so uncomfortable. So I thought, why don't we do a segment on a beauty challenge? If you're used to wearing your makeup a certain way, do it the opposite, either take it down a few notches or take it up a few notches. And it was so surprising how much feedback we got about how 
people are so accustomed to looking a certain way with their eyeliner or their blush or their lips, whatever. And to do the opposite made them incredibly uncomfortable. I just thought you need to examine that and figure out why it makes you so uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable, perhaps. Just try it. It's not forever. I think sometimes you need to push yourself into a little bit of uncomfortable for growth. I think it's really important. And with my clients that are on TV and like Maria Bartolomo, she's on Fox and she's used to lurking a certain way. And I did her eyes a little bit different a few months ago and she knew it looked good, but she also said it made her uncomfortable. So I can't have my clients distracted when they're going on camera. So I really do have to like in those instances, of course, I always listen to them. But when someone's coming to me for a consultation or a bride, and they want to see my interpretation of their makeup, I just say, like, just be open and just see how it goes for a minute and then live with it for a couple of hours and send me feedback. But it's important if you go to a professional, there's reasons why I do certain things like filling in the brows a little darker or maybe a little more concealer because I care so much about my clients, how they look like their face to me feels like my face. So I really want them to look good, but I, it is super important as a makeup artist, you do need to listen to your clients. And if they're really uncomfortable, then you have to make them feel comfortable and, and do what they want. Well, plus, I mean, I think the other thing of what you do is that there's probably different things that look good and print and on stage than when you just see yourself like at the grocery store. I assume some people for special events might not be used to that either. That's true as well. And they're surprised. So that's what I always take a before and after. And then I want them to see what the makeup's going to look like on camera because it, it may feel like a lot, but it really isn't a lot. And then also... I want your makeup to pee. Like, let's say I do your makeup right this second and your events in two hours. It may be a little heavier because I want it to peak in two hours, not right now. If I have it like perfect right now, like the right amount in two hours, it, it, it could, you know, you could be in the sun, there, there could be lights that are heavy. So the timing is really important as well. Oh, I had never considered the fact that makeup peaked. Tell me about makeup peaking. You're like- Well, up. makeup peaking to me means that I want it to look perfect at in two hours. So that means I'm going to do it a little bit heavier now. So it kind of settles into the, you know, your skin is warm, how it's going to kind of melt, a not melt, but kind of settle in. So it's going to be perfect then. It may be a little too much now, but I don't want it to be perfect right now. I would do perfect right now if we're getting in front of the camera right this second. But in two hours, I want, it's going to be a little bit heavier because it's going to be toned down a little bit in the next two hours. Okay. Well, so one of the questions I have gotten asked on a podcast is, has Hollywood gone too far with aesthetic medicine? And I would love your experience or your intake on that because you're in Hollywood, you see people close up. Is there too far? And have we sometimes gone too far? I, I do think we've gone too far. I think people, I feel that women especially are under so much pressure to age, but not like we have to be kept in time. So I think women feel, and it's not so much men, men just seem to get better looking with age. They're so lucky. They get some wrinkles and it looks better. But as women, it's like, we're not allowed to have any wrinkles or sagging. And so I think people get dysmorphia as well. Like I have clients that look amazing and I'm like, okay, no more filler, no more nothing. Just let it be. 
and they're just unable to just age gracefully. I find, especially with the women that when they were young, were either um, very successful models or actresses, they have a very hard time, not all, some, <laughs> have a hard time aging. It's very hard for them to look at themselves differently, what they look like right now than 10, 15 years ago. So yes, I think that there's too much filler, Botox, surgery on our faces. I think though, a lot of it is if you're feeling okay about yourself on the inside, you're a little bit more comfortable aging gracefully on the outside. I'm not saying it's not as hard, but I think that some people are just can accept how they look and feel beautiful, no matter what age they are. Right. And, and a different version of beauty, right? A maybe yes. a mature version of beauty and more you know, I'm that successful middle-aged woman or that successful whatever woman. I'm now my entrepreneur self and my advisor self and my supporter self. And I love what you brought up because I do think it's probably hard when, you know, in your 20s and maybe early 30s, you were a supermodel and the whole world looked at you and you got that degree of attention. It was really mainly or almost exclusively based on your looks to let go of that. And it is probably mm -hmm. so important to then have something else to be your identity and sustain you. It is hard for them, but I think the people that great, so that's why I think that makeup, you, this was one of the first questions you asked me, is it like, does makeup cover up or enhance? That's why to me, beauty from the inside out is making sure you're hydrated, that you get enough rest, that you're happy, that you have love in your heart because, and confidence. So like for me doing makeup on someone or even on myself, I, a confident person is always more attractive and we're all visual people. So if someone says it's superficial, well, it's horseshit. Of course, we all are attracted to beautiful things. And I'm not saying we have to be this flawless beauty, but I think everyone should take some self-pride to me. I feel like this time, I just look at the people walking down the street. Does self-pride has like vanished with people's weight or just dressing properly. I, I think it's just super important to have feel good about yourself. It shows on camera. It shows out into the world. When someone is happy and smiling and has love in their, their heart and laughter, they always look better. Totally, totally, totally agree. Now you kind of brought up your makeup brand. You have pretty girl makeup. And I love the slogan of every girl is a pretty girl and be the best version of yourself. How did it come to be for you to develop that makeup brand? Well, I was a mom of five and I was driving around with a water bottle and a lip gloss in a constant battle. And I couldn't keep one on without you know, water bottle gloss. And I couldn't find one that wasn't dehydrating or damaging to my lips. I just, it was like this battle. And I thought, oh, I'll make my own. How hard can it be? Well, ignorance is bliss. So I found a beauty chemist and we formulated the texture and then the colors. And it took almost a year. I thought it was going to take, you know, five seconds, but I was mistaken, but I really enjoyed the entire process. And that's something that I encourage all entrepreneurs go into whatever it is that you love doing so much that you don't mind not getting paid and that you're spending a lot of money because it takes more time, more money, more effort, more everything than you think. So if you're enjoying it because it's going to take seven days a week and working a lot of hours, you won't resent it and you will succeed. It's just going to take some time. But if you're going into it, oh, I just want to make a billion dollars, you're going to resent it. You're not going to enjoy it and you will, you'll fail. Now going on to failure. Failure to me doesn't exist. I think anytime you're going through a process, you're doing it, you're 
you're, you know, that's a success. Uh, failure to me is just not doing something, complaining about something or not making changes. I think sometimes there's bumps in the road, of course, but I think if you're learning from them, I just look at them as, oh, okay, I need to turn left instead of right. So all these little bumps are sometimes, most of the time happening for you, not to you. So if you can look at it like that, that it's not a failure, it's just a bump and you need to make a different turn or an adjustment, it's all going to work itself out. It always does. I had a business coach once tell me that, you know, there's no such thing as failure. You either win or you learn. And that has, I love that you either win or you learn that I love that really what we consider failure. It's just a learning because we learn. And I've certainly had things in my business that didn't go my way, but you're right. You come out on the other side as like such a bigger, stronger person. And it's just an experience. Like you said, with makeup, you know, just try it different. It's that same with business. I mean, of course, you know, we don't want to go bankrupt, but once in a while, we just have to bet on something and try. Yes. And then we have more information and we can decide our next move. I I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think it's such a much better way of living life, deciding how you want to do it instead of people that are just like people that are scared or like, oh, I don't like change or I don't want to do this or, oh, I just want to complain. I don't want to hear any complaints. I want to hear a solution. It's very different when you have it's I call it CEO mentality of or entrepreneur mentality. It's people that are, instead of thinking about these things that are, could possibly go on that probably won't put that energy towards getting a solution and getting to a goal. I think trying, I've omitted that word now because trying means there's wiggle room for not executing. If you decide something, set a goal and go, it'll happen. But I think when you say, oh, I'm going to try, or maybe not, or I just want to keep complaining about No one wants to hear complaints about the same story over and over, whether it be your relationship, your job, your home, your kids, whatever, your husband. I think if you just make a change, it'll all work itself out, but you just need to decide and do it. Yes, absolutely. So what are some of your favorite um, products then from your pretty girl makeup? If we want to go and try it out. Which, what, you know, like, of course, everything is great, but is there like a strength in the product line that you think is really like the superb thing? Well, with Pretty Girl, our lip glosses, and that's what we're focused on right now. We've kind of cleaned, cleared up everything and we're just doing lips right now. So Soulmates has always been my bestseller. Miley Cyrus has used it. It was in uh, InStyle Magazine with her. And, but I love, oh, I mean, I do love all my colors, the red, the Hey Lover, is great. Love of all loves. It's like a bronzy mauve and oh honey, you know, they're all, I made the line to look good on all different skin tones. So any color of the lip glosses that you select will look good on your skin tone because I, that's what took so long. I wanted to make sure it looked good on everyone. It will look different on everybody, but it will look good on every skin tone. So I'm very proud of that with I'm too busy. The skincare, I get asked all the time, what, and the reason why I created, I'm too busy Everyone is too busy, but I don't think everyone's too busy that you shouldn't look like the best version of you or take the best care of your skin. So I've been asked a million times, what products do I really need? I just bought 14 products to do on my skin. Okay. The reality is you'll do it for probably maybe three days. And then you're going to, you're just going to do none of it. Cause it's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. No one's going to do that. So I worked with another beauty chemist to formulate a three-step process. And so we're doing a reverse cleansing. 
So when the, the chemist asked me, so what do you do first thing in the morning? And I'm like, oh, I splash my face with rotter. And he goes, ding, 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 wrong. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, think about it. He goes, do you drink the water from your tap? And I'm like, God, no. And he goes, so why would you put it on your face? And I'm like, ooh. So he said, you know, we're going to do a, a reverse cleansing, which is we're going to put the moisturizer and cleanser on first. And then put, it's like a barrier to protect your skin from the water and then rinse it off. And then the third step is to revitalize and get the skin to look like the best version but, and to protect it. So that's the three steps. And then regarding the makeup line, people ask me, okay, I went to the store. They talked me into buying all this stuff. I don't know how to use it. And it doesn't really fit my lifestyle. So I really think it's hard. I am a business owner. I realize we need to keep our, bring new products in and sell more things, but you're really not going to have brand loyalty if you're selling people things that they don't use or need. So I really wanted this line. It's going to be, it's condensed. It's brows, eyeshadows, liner, mascara, cheek, and lip. That's it. And some highlighter, but it's not going to be like nine zillion products because I just think it, people get overwhelmed and I just want them to buy what they actually need. I have had women come to me with, I mean, I have an enormous makeup kit that I take on set and I have had women come to me. I don't even know. I can't even imagine how many thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars they've spent to have all this makeup and, but they only use like five products. So it's so funny. So what I've done, what I've tell people is, okay, let's go through your makeup and I'm going to show you what you actually need every day for day and for night. Let's do a gym, one a bag for like going to the gym or having a, a makeup kit ready for your luggage to go on vacation. And then all that other stuff that you don't use, it's not appropriate for you or for your skin tone, put it in a little gift bag and give it to a friend and just get rid of all that stuff that, oh, I'm going to use it. It's sitting in a drawer. Oh, I'm going to use it. I got it for free. Well, you're not using it. So give it to someone that actually will use it. I am, um, you know, I called it like the drawer of junk. Like everybody yes, has one, it is right? a drawer, it's a drawer in your bathroom totally. where all, and you know, that's also what we preach, of course, doing medical aesthetics in terms of skincare is to use a few cute products that are good for your skin. And of course, you know, we do a lot of medical grade products. So a lot of the retinols and the vitamin C and all of that stuff. And, and your sunscreen, of course, always do your sunscreen of course. Um, on your hands and neck and chest. Very yeah, important. Exactly. 365 days a year, rain or shine. Yeah. But yes, that's one of the first things I try to convince people is to get rid of that drawer of junk so we don't get into the temptation of digging something random out every once in a while and putting it on our skin inappropriately. So you are starting a new project as well, the I Am Too Busy podcast slash TV show. And I'm sure it, it sounds like it's the culmination of all you do, your CEO-ship, your motherhood, your makeup, your everything, just really allowing other people to rise up to your level and live their best lives, which is really sort of the mission of my brand as well to allow others to live their most authentic and beautiful lives. So I would just love for you to give our listeners your philosophy on the topic. And, you know, if people do really have that excuse of I'm too busy, like what is your answer to that? Self-discipline. I think being disciplined is super important. Like I make sure, like when I go on set, there's beautiful food and I work with chefs all the time. I'll make green juice the night before I throw it in the blender, power greens, blueberry, green apple, fresh ginger, celery, broccoli, and beet. I just put it in the blender and I put it in 
mason jars or water bottles, okay? So that's ready to go. I always have hard boiled eggs ready, raw almonds. And so when I go on set, I bring my tea. I'm very consistent, and I think consistency is super important. I work out, you know, five days a week, some days seven, but it doesn't have to be one hard hour. Sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes it's twice a day, half an hour. It just, you need to do it consistently and going to sleep. I try to get it. I always get enough sleep and rest exercise. I think about things I'm grateful for. Of course, I stay hydrated with the sunscreen. It's all the stuff that's consistency that makes me feel good. I'm not stressed out about, oh gosh, what am I going to eat today on set? I have my food and most of the time I can find a salad or something healthy, but if not, I have what I need. And so I just get up a little earlier. And so here's the other one that I love. People that are traveling. Oh, well, I'm traveling. I, I can't eat well, or I, you know, why can't you? There's no, or I can't work out. Why can't you? You have no kids, nothing to do, but work out, go to sleep, eat well, and go to work. That's it. So when I'm traveling, like when Tyler, we did the great food truck race and we were all over LA, I just would get up a little bit early and I would go to a yoga class or I'd go to a Pilates class. It's so great. You can go to a city and they always have like a week or two weeks special. So it's even more reasonable to try a different Pilates class or a yoga class or a boot camp. So I do that. I will go down into the hotel gym and exercise before we have to go to set or I do it in my room. I do some yoga, but I, and then I'll go to a press juicery to get green juice if I can't make my own. So I just plan ahead and it's not a big deal. It's just, it's what I do. Or if I'm going to someone's house to stay, I will Amazon Whole Foods, all my stuff for my green juice. I just went to Arizona to do a commercial for three days and I stayed at one of my girlfriend's house and she knows that my Whole Foods Amazon is going to arrive with all my, all my weird food. So <laughs> it's just a little bit of planning and not wasting time. I don't sit there on social media all day long. I just do what I need to do and I make a list and I just do it. Yeah, I, I love you kind of speaking for discipline. And I guess what I want to bring up for the um, listeners too is that whether you said it or not, you have made that part of your identity. So it's a non-negotiable. So Christina says, I'm a person who eats healthy and who works out and who does not let my work come as an excuse. So you have already decided that there's no decision to be made because you have made it your identity. So I would argue that that is also part of the reason it's non-negotiable because it is so much part of your identity. It's, it's who you have decided to be. And that's just who you are. And it, it is. is a like, oh, I'm a person who sometimes works out. No, I'm a person who works out. So I just do it. And I think also it's like, if you decide that you're going to like live a certain way, I mean, I can't go on California live or go on these podcasts. If I look like a disheveled mess, my skin's bad. Cause I'm not eating well, or I'm not sleeping or am I drinking too much, or I'm not exercising who is going to listen to me. Right. So I just think like, decide you're going to do these things and, and do them. It's not hard. You just decide and you do it. And I got comfortable. I have pushed myself in the last five years, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable and great things happen from that before that feeling of, oh, I'm so scared of like, when I first started doing podcasts, I was terrified. Or when I was asked to go be on California live, I'm a makeup artist. I like being behind this camera, but now I'm in front of it. And so I've had to learn to get comfortable doing something that made me incredibly uncomfortable, but what I know now when I get that feeling of, oh, I'm scared or uncomfortable, I know something great's going to happen because 
after doing these things that made me so uncomfortable, my confidence is in public speaking is so much better than it ever was. I don't say never be open to things. I think that's one thing that I've learned is to be open because great things appear and being grateful. My agent called right before we were starting our show and you heard me speaking to him and I'm just, he always calls and I'm always like, yes, whatever you want. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very grateful for all these things that I have in my life. My agents that book me and my clients, I'm grateful because I couldn't do all the things if it wasn't for them. And I definitely know that I get a lot of further in life because I say thank you and I'm not a pain in the ass and I'm grateful to, you know, I go do whatever needs to get done on set or for my company. I love that. So kind of one of the final questions, like where do you see like makeup and beauty going in the future? There's always trends, there's always all that thing, but the whole beauty self-care industry, where do you see it going? Oh my gosh. It's uh, one thing I know it changes every day. It's changing all the time. Clean beauty is very important. And I think that's great. Of course, your skin is a cell and you don't want to be putting poison into your system. I, so I think clean beauty is definitely going to keep getting bigger and better. But here's another thing that's funny. I had some woman call, I was on a show and she was just saying, what's in your products? And just really pressing me about what I'm doing and the superficial and being difficult, like all these things. It was so funny. And I just said, let me ask you a question. You're really concerned about clean beauty. And I really appreciate that. But I'm curious, when was the last time you cleaned your makeup brushes? And she's like, are you supposed to? I'm like, well, yeah, you change your toothbrush, right? Same thing. So you're very concerned about your products, but the germs and chemicals and yuck that are on a makeup brush, like if you use it for foundation over and over and over again for months, years, that to me is more frightening than any beauty product you put on your face. I love so, that. I've actually your, made reels yeah. on that too, on all the stuff, even that's on your, on your makeup brushes and that you should clean them and all that stuff. So yes. I love how like so many of the things that you're talking about, were just so insane. Obviously this is an aesthetic medicine podcast. What is your favorite aesthetic medicine procedure to get? Is there one that you really love at your own dermatologist or med spa? Oh, I love the silk peel microdermabrasion. Do you, are you familiar with that? Yes. The silk peel microdermabrasion. Mm -hmm. It sucks out yuck with water. And I think it is the greatest. I love that beauty treatment. I think it's fantastic. And yeah, it also, for, they puts in vitamin C and stuff. It's great. Love yeah. It. So for anybody who doesn't know Silk Peel by name, it's a brand that's essentially a competitor to the Hydrofacial. So there's the Hydrofacial and the Silk Peel and the whole idea on Silk People don't come after me. This is not a scientific thing on your thing, but the whole idea is that you extract sort of all of the bad stuff using water and hydration and all that stuff. And then basically with the help of the um, machine versus just laying stuff on the outside, similar right. to the beauty facial that we do, you then infuse the skin with mm -hmm. nutrients. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like a deeper cleansing than you could yes. get from a regular scrub. But yes, um, that right. is definitely a bestseller, the Hydro Beauty Facial. I love that. Our, our office as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing all thank of your you. like, great life advice. I love how this conversation was just so much more about makeup. And I just resonate with so much of what you said. And I know our listeners will Oh, well, too. You. And I just admire that all you have done in the world. Now, 
I would love to kind of let you tell our listeners all the ways they can follow you, all your new projects. I mean, the list is too long and we will link everything, but <laughs> just giving you the um, floor to sort of tell us about the newest, greatest things coming up. Well, you can go to christinaflack.com and you can scroll down and see videos and all the different celebrities I work with and different campaigns and prettygirlmakeup.com. And then I'm too busy. Um, Instagram is Christina Flack Makeup, Pretty Girl Makeup, P-R-E-T-T-Y-G-I-R-L-M-K-U-P. Um, we are also on Facebook and TikTok. So thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for your time. And Anytime. Thank you for listening to the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast with Dr. Judith Forger. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. Follow Dr. Borger on Instagram at Dr. Borger and find more online and ways to work with Dr. Borger at www.theaestheticdoctor.com. Until next time, be well.